What's going on? Salut. Hi. Hello. Vivier. Yasu. Salam alaikum. Ciao. Namaste. Who is this? Hello. Hello. Konnichiwa. Hola, Esh. Hello, welcome one more time to Hola, Esh. I'm Juan Carlos Blanco, your host, and today we have the privilege to announce that ta-da, Natalie Brass. Thank you for having welcome, me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It, it is a pleasure to have you here. I was uh, searching for you. I asked your coach. I asked a few friends around, they told me that definitely Natalie is going to be the one which is going to give us motivation to keep playing this sport. She's a volleyball player. She has been playing, how, how many years have you played volleyball? Well, I think I started at the age of seven, so now for 20 years almost. What? Really? <laughs> Yeah. Why? What, what, what was that? Well, first, when I was in preschool, I played tennis. And um, my mom always had to bring my brother to the volleyball training. So I was sitting on the tribune. And just at one time, the coach said that I could just join the, the practice. So, yeah, that's how I started to play volleyball. And why you didn't uh, stay in tennis? Tennis, I see, is more... Attractive and fancy. Um, so at that, at the first time, I played both at the same time. But okay. then I think I just, I just preferred to play a team sports um, okay. rather than a single sport. All right, all right. Uh, I know you came. Oh, you are with your brother, which is also pretty famous in Luxembourg. I said a good setter in Luxembourg. Why both of you choose volleyball? It was because of your parents? It was because of the neighborhood? Um, so my dad was playing volleyball and mm. we have been in the gym since we were babies <laughs> and we saw the sport so I think that took a big impact on it but they never forced us to play volleyball so it was our own choice um, to play volleyball. All right. So can you tell me how that started? Uh, when you were young, you started playing mini and then scolaire, but then when it started to get serious, like you say, okay, I'm going for this really serious and I'm going to go all. I think I was in it fully very early already as a kid because at one point I played mini and scolaire and so it went on to the, to the women team pretty early, I think around 13, 14 years already. Okay, okay. Um, and I was, I think since day one, I was really into, into it. Right, all right. And as I know, you were hitter. You were, I don't know if middle blocker, opposite or outside. 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 Uh, so who was the coach or who was the person telling you, you have to be outside hitter in that time? Um, so it's a longer story. Okay, we are here for that. <laughs> in 2015, I broke my ACL. So um, after that, our setter in Volfa, she left for university. 
And we had no more setter. At that time, it was Serge Carrier, who was our coach. Okay, okay. Um, so he talked to me and, yeah, then we took the decision that I changed position also because of the knee. It's less um, pressure on the knee than in spiking. And, yeah, so I talked also to the coach of the national team because it was a big choice to make um, and I wanted to play the same positions in both teams, so in national team and in club. And that was Detlef Schönberg at that time. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so I took the decision. But before going to the setter, how were you as an outside hitter? Were you that good at considering yourself? Okay, you are... <laughs> For me, that I know a bit of volleyball and I see the whole league in here, you are one of the good setters in here, the top one. But were you, as an outside hitter, that good as you are in, as a setter? I think it's difficult to compare both, uh, both uh, positions. But I think I was an important receiver uh, for my team. Mm -hmm. And in spiking, I'm, I was more the, the tactical one. So playing blockouts or tips. Oh, okay. I was not okay. the, the hard spiker. Well, sometimes, strong. yes, but yeah. I don't know if I was better on one position than on the other one. I think it's hard to tell. The transition uh, at the really beginning of the process. Mm -hmm. When we talk, yeah, I, I moved from outside hitter to opposite you say okay that's easy because i have not stress for the reception i have just to attack a middle blocker you are not that tall but when we talk about setter is the m most difficult mm -hmm. one so was it for you that transition really a stress or was something like a gift you have that condition <laughs> Well, I talked also a lot to my brother about the decision because as he's, he is a setter, he knows how, how it is to be a setter. And I think it wasn't easy at all to do the transition. Um, I trained a lot during the summer holidays. Uh, I did many, many, um, yeah, private, let's call it a private lesson or single practices. Um, with both coaches, so I trained a lot in Serge's uh, garden, <laughs> where he put up a net. And, <laughs> yeah. So it was a uh, was difficult. You practice more than you should, as I could see. And here is so important when you study. Uh, you don't have that much time to to practice. So how manage you to practice when you have no time for it? That's a good question. <laughs> um, yeah, we had practice in the evening. So during summer, it was easy because I, I, I had holidays. So I, was, I had a lot of free time. Mm -hmm. So I could invest this time in, in playing or practicing. But um, at some point, I also went... Oh, I wa already was at university, so I only came wow. back on Fridays to practice. Um, I had the chance to practice uh, in Germany too, so in Wiesbaden, in their second team. But It yeah. was the same, the same team that, that Annalena was? Uh, no. No? No, Annalena played in their first Bundesliga. In their but first it was team. in the same city? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. So, okay, the process was difficult. You 
put a lot of effort by yourself. Mm-hmm. What about your personal life? What about the girl? Because I have a, a daughter, the one you, this <laughs> from there. Every time she's like complaining about the time, I don't have time to, to go with my friends, I don't have time for it. Mm-hmm. Were you this kind of person like, okay, I would like to, to do that or you just were focusing, okay, I have to play better, play better, play better? I think what made it easy for me is that my best friends are in my team. So okay, okay. I can compare, uh, I can yeah, connect both things, friends and, and volleyball. So that was pretty easy for me. Nice, nice. So you were uh, this, as I know, that gifted girl who who was born to play volleyball. Mm-hmm. You were playing every time in the same club, were you? Yes. Which is? Valfa. Valfa. Everybody knows she plays for Valfa. She has many titles in here. It's unbelievable how she plays. I like the way she plays. How many championships have you taken already? <laughs> I can't answer the question. That's really not. I don't know, but I I just play season for season, and yeah, I don't care. I don't count my titles. No. All right, because there are there are a lot. As yeah. I know, every time uh, I don't know, like five years in a row. I don't know. I think you, the three last years we did the last. double, and last season there was no okay no okay, ending okay, of the okay, season. Okay, okay. Yeah. To keep that motivation, because nevertheless, even if we are in in Luxembourg, it's uh, important that every time you are focused on that, every time you want the championship. Mm-hmm. So, for you to keep the motivation, perhaps you are okay. I'm I'm gonna win this season again. I know this season is going is going hard. It's a bit difficult because the teams now they are getting like stronger and more competitive which is mm-hmm. also fun because yeah. it's, it's not going to be that easy I, this is the way i see it so are you already motivated or do you find the motivation in your friends i think it's a mix of both um yeah we don't lose the motivation um for playing because then the club also took the decision um to play the challenge cup which was another motivation to do better and improve um but also if you are the hunted one then you don't mm-hmm. want to lose and you mm-hmm. want to improve and yeah i think when i talk with many of the luxembourgish team in here they're saying it's easy no it's easy because they have five or six uh, girls in the national team so everything is is, is easy it's easy for you or you are putting effort on it it's like okay it's, it's gonna be easy i'm just going friday to practice and we're gonna win no <laughs> so I, I want people to explain to you to explain them that is not easy it's not because you have five or six girls from, from the national team i don't know how many are three or, or i don't know how many yeah, at the moment only two yeah Two or three, yeah. All right. So, mm. it's still hard for you to win the championship, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think everybody has to put their the best effort in it to practice because, yeah, it doesn't come from its own. So, we have to practice as a team um, and everybody has to give it, it its all um, so that we can win because it's it's a lot about also the team spirit um, which which uh, led us to titles, I think. Not only the volleyball playing, the, the talent, but also the team spirit. Talking about team spirit, is it 
easy to to find it no when i see you guys you are like a you are luck nobody gets in mm -hmm. i don't know if you're allowed to somebody to get out but you look like solid so it is just because you grew up together or it's because i'm natalie and i'm oh. everybody have to be here with me so how is the system to to build that confidence that trust between you guys mm. i think that it's easier because we know each other for a long long time and we played for um with each other for some years but either way there are always new players who come into the team and um i know girls are difficult sometimes mm -hmm. everybody has his own character so it might look easy but it's a lot of work also to i think it's also a work that the coach has to invest also um last season we also did some psychological training so oh. that helped too oh. um yeah i Beautiful. i don't think that is it's that easy is natalie easy as a person is she that easy said that every time is friendly saying yeah girl please hit the ball or <laughs> are you that easy girl or you are these setters who say hey come on you're one one you're not killing the ball come on i think a bit of two if okay. i'm honest i'm not always the kindest one i think I, because i'm really hard on myself and i want others to do their best too so Sometimes I might be too hard on on other people, but I don't get mean or something. I just want to push them uh, to their limits. Keep in talking about Natalie because <laughs> this is not just to talk about volleyball; it's to talk about general about you. What represents for you to put that jersey with the Luxembourg flag on it? How do you feel when you go for a competition? abroad and you are representing this country i think that i'm really proud to do it even if we are a really small country and we are not playing that high level but even though it's it's nice to wear that jersey and to play for your country i, th I don't know if you did the same but if yeah it's an honor to do it me i did yeah i did the same uh, for many years i represent my my country which is not that small it's uh, in, in venezuela south america uh, but we were really small in volleyball in that time mm -hmm. so to start to show ourselves was difficult but i think i play in that gold generation that everybody they were good we were playing for i don't know 20 years together and mm -hmm. we could also play important tournaments around the world world championship world cup uh, olympic games so we were after that generation unfortunately nothing happened and now they, they just qualify also for the olympics so when you were representing your country were people around you proud of it because what i see here when we talk about sports is not i think they don't really this is what i, I i'm mm. feeling they don't really care they don't really put that passion like when you talk about the the bicycle how do you, the tour de france mm -hmm. they are really passionate about it but talking about volleyball were they passion when you were representing your country 
Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I I really don't know. I think Luxembourgish people are really passionate when the sportsman is really good, like, I don't know, Bob Jungels, who is doing a great job in cycling. Um, mm-hmm. Then they get excited and, and follow the sports also. But I think volleyball is too small that people are really excited about it. Um, I think it's more the, the family that gets excited and is proud of, of the players, but I think the country itself, not really. I, it's a bit difficult yeah. it's, it, to, to talk honestly about it. Uh, I think vol is, what I see is football here. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, uh, when you do cycling, it's something above, but there is uh, handball, basketball, and then volleyball. This is what I see. Yeah. I don't know if it's like that. So representing your country, you put a lot of effort, you do your best, but then unfortunately the fans are not there as you wanted. It's, it's, it's what do you feel also? Yeah, I think, I think, yes, it's exactly what you were saying. And I think it's a pity because it's such a nice sport, but I think for some people that are not into it, it's too difficult sometimes to understand and so they don't watch it. One of the reasons, Natalie, that I'm doing this, this podcast is because of that. I, I would like to people know who is this girl and what she sacrificed. Uh, she sacrificed her, her knee, her, her body, her uh, parties, holidays. Mm-hmm. Not just because you wanted to be a better player, it was also because you dream put that jersey and represent your country and here I love the, the the attitude of people around but when we talk about sports it's a bit complicated and I think we have to push and and let them know the effort you are putting on it I think you see it also with the new generation which I find really Yeah, sad because there are less kids that put that much effort in the sports and I'm afraid that volleyball would die in some years here in Luxembourg because... (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, but but I don't see the youngsters to... or many youngsters that that sacrifice themselves for, for volleyball and I think it's really sad. I'm just crossing my fingers because through this pandemic, this process, mm-hmm. everybody is yeah just waiting for the time that everything is going to be open. And when they open, I hope all the kids are going to be tired to be every time in their device, electro device, and they will mm-hmm. go again to, to practice. This is what I'm hoping because we really need that. Mm-hmm. But we are going to not change the world now, but we are doing our best. Natalie, now... Uh, I asked you to bring with you that jersey. Mm-hmm. Can you show us your jersey and can you at the same time tell me which one was the best competition that you ever had with the national team, please? Yeah, that's pretty easy for me. So here's the shirt. Um, for me, the best uh, competition with with the national team was yeah when we played in San Marino, the small country 
um, it's like the Olympic Games, but for the small European countries. Okay, okay. It was in 2017, I think. And yeah, the team was really good. And yeah, we, we end up second, or no, third. But the games were so tough and there was much um, intensity in it. And it was really nice. Where when it was? I think it was in 2017. 17. You were. Was this? You were 24 years old. Yeah. All right. You were the main setter in there. Yes. Feeling the adrenaline with the with your your teammate, feeling everything around. Was it like really nice for you, or was it just a tournament that you would say? I wanted to repeat it one more time. Yeah. Talking about the national team, I asked you to bring your jersey, national jersey with you. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Can you please show me your jersey? Yeah. This is how... Why the number five? Normally I wear number six, but our captain is wearing number six. So I took five. I don't know. Who is, what's her name? Isa. Isa, please. <laughs> Next time you give it to her and she has to work with it. <laughs> and behind. Yeah. Tell me about that competition. That competition that you felt good, that you feel, wow, it was the ambient the team we were playing. The, 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 I don't know which competition was it. Well, uh, Yeah, it was in 2017 when we played in San Marino. It's like the Olympic Games of the small European countries. small countries. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. The, it's really nice because it's not all only a tournament of volleyball, but also basketball, swimming, uh, uh, athletics, and so on. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the atmosphere is always really nice. But I think in that special tournament there was a lot of emotions in the team we ended up uh, being third and we had really tough games uh, during the tournament and I think we really grew together during that week nice nice tell me now that experience with the national team that you were like oh disappointed about everything yourself team you say okay perhaps this is the time that I have to stop or I practiced a lot and we didn't perform as well. So which one was that competition? Don't cry. <laughs> It's not allowed here. No, no. Um, I really can't name one special tournament or something, but there are always games in between where you feel really frustrated and yeah, you ask yourself, why did I train that much for, for this? Um, Did it happen for you, uh, Natalie, that as a setter, that you lose a game and you think it was because your choice, you made the wrong choice? Mm. Perhaps I'm, it was in the fifth set and you yeah. play with the best, with your opposite, and she was one-on-one, -on -one, but she attacked bad, and, and in the other corner was another one, and I don't know. Mm. Did you ever feel this? Not especially that that I I messed up some one ball, one special ball, and we lost because of this ball. But 
I'm really self-critical, so I always, at first point, I go and search for the mistakes on myself, which isn't so good, I think, but that's my character and I have to deal with it. I have to learn about it, but... Learn about what specifically? Learn about not being so perfectionist. Okay, okay. For a set it's complicated now. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, when, for example, a, a normal question for a setter, when do you know that it was her mistake or it was a wrong ball? Yeah, you can never know, but I know this, it, but... It could be an excuse because the, perf the ball could look perfect and she attacked out and she said, yeah, a bit high. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think as a setter, it's mentally really tough. Um, but yeah. You can always grow and learn and yeah, I think it's a really mental position where you have to think a lot when, where, uh, yeah, I'm a person that wants to give always the perfect set, which is not possible. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's looking good. You are doing a good job. <laughs> Natalie, now let's talk about who is Natalie outside of volleyball. Mm -hmm. So Natalie is that friendly girl who loves Cats or yeah. oh yeah ah oh, beautiful <laughs> I love cats too no, uh, no, no, no. dogs uh, no I don't I don't really good with animals but yeah tell me about it who are you what do you what is your hobby uh, anything yeah so um, in my professional life I'm a speech therapist I'm working with uh, dyslexic uh, children. Okay. Um, in that short free time that I have, uh, I love cooking, for example, or baking, um, or sometimes just uh, chill before uh, in front of Netflix. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, or just doing stuff with my friends, uh, inviting them, and having a a nice evening or so. Talking about the cooking, are you this? Uh, a spectacular cookie like like me because I love cooking but I don't know how to so or you know how to because I love cooking it's um, but then when I go there I have no idea I just start to mix things yeah and... it's the same with me oh really yeah but it always or most of the time ends up being good so. okay yeah but sometimes I can't cook twice the same thing because I don't remember what I put in it exactly so I'm having this book behind me that sometimes I see the picture and I say, okay, I'm going for this <laughs> and I try to follow the recipe. And then when I'm just looking at the, at the picture, so I'm, yeah, I'm doing that and that and that. And when the, I see the final results, it's completely, completely <laughs> different than what I'm seeing in the picture. How did it happen to you also? Yeah. Oh. Talking about the therapies, this is something like really, really attract my attention because <laughs> it's a... I don't know, but for me, it sounds difficult to teach how to talk properly. Yeah. So at the moment, I'm working more with kids that uh, need to learn how to read and write. So it's not about the talking. I did this two years ago, um, but now I'm focusing more on, on the reading and writing. But yeah, it's really difficult. The kids are frustrated too, because they can't read and they can't write and yeah they always have bad uh, 
bad notes in in school so why natalie why did you choose that because oh, yeah everybody here they they want to be teachers mm -hmm. but this one you have to have a really a special patient yeah i would say and just go into details mm -hmm. how to to try to to deal with them and, and teach them no yeah i knew pretty early that i wanted to work uh, with kids because i love to be creative um and in my job you have to be really creative because you have to read and write but doing something special so i'm playing actually with the kids um okay. yeah but it's really nice to help people and does it bring you yeah economic satisfaction yeah because you're working for that but does it bring you another kind of, of sensation of feeling that is paceless yeah i would say so if you see the kids happy or come to you and said oh i i wrote an a in school and they, yeah you help them to do this so it's satisfying um to see the the, the kids what about the way around have you been like frustrated because you couldn't help the way you wanted somebody someone yeah so many kids have a disorder so you can't put this away it's there and they will improve but they will never read or write properly so yeah in some point it's also frustrating it depends on on how bad it is um yeah Getting back, I, I love, I love the your job is for me uh, unbelievable. It's amazing. I love it. Uh, getting back to volleyball, which ones, which one was that goal, that dream that you had, perhaps to play abroad, perhaps to play in that league? Uh, what would happen if you could practice more and have more free time? you will fight for for to achieve that goal were you that girl who was dreaming about playing that division in that country i think every kid kid uh, dreams about being a professional player so i think i was pretty unlucky because the point where i went to university was also the time i broke my acl so every everything was mixed up um messed up um i had i didn't play for over one year i did recovery and then i switched switched positions so it was hard for me to say okay now i'm going to play abroad and and play in one really good league um and also i was really into my team and i didn't want to leave them because it was going well so I had the feeling that if I will go abroad, that I I will leave them back, and so I'm fine with. So your friends, they are really important in your life. Yeah, I have like two or three really good friends, and this is also enough for me, I think. Two or three, you yeah. say? Can you say just one of them? Yeah, my best friend is Betty, who is also playing with me. The other two now, there would be they would be jealous. So name three of them. I just wanted to create a fight, but didn't no, work. I don't like this question. <laughs> the other two, the other two girls that they are really two, your your friends. 
Yeah, the other one is Liz, which uh, stopped playing volleyball, unfortunately, but she had also some health problems. But yeah, I think the three of us are like a little trio in Fernale. So. All right, all right. Yeah, these ones are. Really Regards to to all of them. <laughs> uh, Nata, Nata, I called you Nata. Can I call you Nata? Uh, no, 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 Natalie. We are we are polite in here, Natalie. Uh, now that you see yourself, uh, how consider yourself, how you evaluate yourself as a setter with the level you have, which is good enough in Luxembourg, mm -hmm. could you play in another country if you have the opportunity and you say, you know, I, I guess that with my level I could play here and I would like to play here if I would have the opportunity to. Mm, I don't like to judge myself, but um, my national uh, coach, Hermann, he always tells me to go to Belgium to play there. Um, but for me at the moment, uh, I build up my life here in Luxembourg and I gain a lot of money with my job. And just to stop this and go and play abroad for, for not much money, that that's not an opportunity for me. So... I'm not really thinking about it. It's a, it's a fact that when we take the decision to play professional, uh, if you have something stable, like mm -hmm. uh, earning good, and you go abroad, even if you are going to earn the same money every time, it's like, okay, here I'm earning good and I, I'm not depending on my body. Mm -hmm. So there, if you go, even if you are going to earn more, every time is the fact that from one day to other, You could be injured and the next day yeah. they send you home. So it's a huge risk. Yeah. Talking about risk, are you this person who avoid risk or risk is part of your life? I think I'm more a person that takes risks. So I broke my ACL. I had some other injuries. I So I, I would say that I take risks, but with caution. Okay. I always know my limits and yeah. Who is your advisor? Who is the person that you every time say, you know, I'm thinking what the coach is telling me, but should I or, or not? Is your brother, is your, your parents? Or? Yeah, my family, I would say. So my brother has the, he did, uh, he, well, he had the chance to play abroad, so he knows how it is and We are talking a lot about it, but for me, it was never a question to do that step. No. No. No regrets? No, I'm okay with, with it, how it went until now, so I'm happy. Uh. Okay, now, Natalie, let's say that there are a few girls coming up, mm -hmm. and they know Natalie and they know how you play and they are following you. Mm -hmm. What could you tell them to make them feel attracted to the, to the volleyball, to the position, to, to sacrifice, party? To, no, no, nobody's going to party now, <laughs> but to sacrifice your free time and just invest as much as possible practicing the sport you love. 
Yeah, I think it's difficult because I think the person also has to feel the love for the sport and you can't teach them to feel what I feel mm-hmm. or what you feel for the sport. Um, so but what is important, if you really want it, you have to focus on it and really invest into it even if you cannot party or if you lose a part of your your time without friends or doing other stuff but i think it's difficult to teach someone or to give them advice about it it's it's a feeling that you have to have inside of you what is coming next in natalie's life is are you gonna play just one more year you're gonna play as much as possible are you planning to your own company i don't know what is coming next um nothing special i think so i didn't plan to stop i nice. i always told my mom i'm gonna be there 65 year old still <laughs> playing but i at the moment i think my body will not do this okay. um yeah i just continue i i am looking forward every year and year talking about your body how are you feeling with your body you are in that age that is It's nice to be 28, 20, ah, congratulations. It was your birthday a few days yeah, ago. Thank you. Uh, so how do you feel now because uh, 28, 30, you are in that age that you are, you know what you want, you know your body, you know when you are heavy, you know when you lose uh, some kilos, so, and you have some experience. How mm-hmm. do you feel? How is the process now for you? Is the best or is still a bit more? you can always improve so i'm not feeling at my best um but also not at my worst so yeah we are also working a lot with the fitness our fitness coach and i think it's very important for the health of the body Mm -hmm. yeah because if the body is tired then just happens what happened to me and also i think to you no you had acl no yeah so Yeah, if if you're not taking care of your body, it will end up very badly. Listen, <laughs> tell me about your routine before games. Mm-hmm. Are you this girl who every time is doing something? Okay, I have to eat this and that and that and that. This is a like a traditional question that I'm making because I love mm-hmm. how people, how athletes are changing routine. I think it's very important to have a pre-game routine. Okay. Um, so bef- Tell me the pre and the post, please. Yeah. If you um, I always eat properly and then I will do a little nap. Okay. Little nap means uh, four hours or? <laughs> no, like 30 minutes maybe. 30 minutes? Yeah. Oh. And then normally... I get myself ready and then I will listen to music and take... Uh, I guess this is salsa. Do you listen to salsa? <laughs> no. no. Okay. What do you listen to? Everything. Do you have your playlist pre-game? Yeah. We have a team pre-game playlist, so okay, I will okay, turn it up okay, okay. and drive to the game, uh, eat something and then... When you, say, have- when you say eating healthy, what it means? Like a... Uh, ribs pork shop or what do yeah you 
<laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no eating vegetables and noodles or yeah, just eating. every time the same. Like before again. No, 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 no. No, I'm not that strict. But okay. And uh, uh, what about during your week? Are you in, on diet? Are you just eating whatever you want to, or you take care of what you eat? I would say that I take care of it, but. I love to eat healthy, so okay. it's it's nothing special for me. And I yeah. was raised up like this, so... All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. So, and then when I arrive at the, at the gym, we have our own team routine, I would say. Um, yeah, and after the game, normally we would go party, but not now. in Corona times, it's not possible, okay. so... Yeah, for the moment, I don't have a after-game routine. We go to the shower and have some fun, but... <laughs> it's not the same, yeah. No. <laughs> Talking about the comfort zone, mm -hmm. will Natalie play in another team? Can it be? I can't imagine for the moment. No. Uh, not at all? No. It could uh, be a challenge, Natalie. Think about it. just <laughs> I'm going to play against my best friend and I'm going to beat them. I don't like the idea. <laughs> no. I'm just trying to create some <laughs> drama in this episode, but no, it's not working. There's enough drama in women's teams, so you don't need to put <laughs> drama in it. <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm coaching guys and girls, and okay, the, the experience that I have so far with the girls, once you attract their attention in the right way, they follow you. Mm. And the drama is... Yeah, it's drama. Sometimes when you have your typical day of the, the month that you have in your stress, which is <laughs> normal. I have three girls at home, so I know about drama. But at the end, it's, it's all right. No? It's not that bad as people think. No. No, I, ha I think you had our coach here some weeks ago. And yeah. yeah. I think at the beginning, he was afraid to coach a women's team. But I think we are not that bad. <laughs> He was talking, about, when we finished the podcast, he was talking like, you know, the truth is, they are really, really nice. So it was, uh, he's proud of, of all of you. And I seen the way he, he talked, he was pretty open to listen, to have a feedback, yeah. also, which is also important. I think this is the new style of coaching. It's not just saying, you do that and that. It's also receiving, what, how do you feel? What do you think? Should we play more in D or not? Mm -hmm. Is it like that? Yeah, yeah, and I think it helps a lot that he's so open because you have to listen to girls and listen to their problems. Okay. <laughs> But no, we are really open to each other. Also, when we don't like something with his coaching, we tell him and he's open and we'll change. And Nice. Natalie, this is the end. Something that you want to say, something that I didn't ask you, something that... I Do you feel proud of? Now is the time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just proud how... No, I don't know. <laughs> I loved his, her <laughs> uh, way of being. She's so natural. We are talking with one of... I don't know if another setter has more titles than you. I don't know. I don't know, but I know that... 
you every picture that I see in national team, you are there. Every title somebody taking it, you are there. So 